Greetings, friends and fellow citizens and fellow patriots. Welcome to this week's edition of the We the People Convention News and Opinion Podcast. My name is Tom Zawistowski. I'm the president of the We the People Convention, and uh, the We the People Convention pays for and sponsors this podcast. And we thank all of you for tuning in and listening. Uh, the show has had a lot of uh, you know views lately. People have been sharing it, and we hope that you will find this uh, podcast informative and encouraging and, and actually, you know, help you understand what's going on in our world today, which is very difficult to understand because none of us have really been any place like this before in our lives. Uh, this show is dedicated to protecting and defending our individual freedom, liberty, and prosperity. That's what we're about. We want to defend our constitution. We want to defend our nation because our constitution is what provides the freedom and liberty to give us the chance to earn our prosperity, right? And, and so that's what this show is about. And so we're going to talk about what's going on, try to put it in context, and we're going to talk about things that we think you can do, I can do, we can do to help you know, protect ourselves uh, and, and not just protect, but maybe go on offense because that's part of the problem we have, as you'll hear in this first clip I'm going to play. So, you know, let me start with this, uh, you know, well, first of all, let me just say to you, our upside down flag, right? It's still flying. Uh, you can see my real flag in the background there. You know, why do people hang their flags upside down? Because our nation is in distress. That's not a, a desecration of our flag. This is an accepted form of showing that your, our nation is in, in distress, that citizens are in distress, and we certainly are in distress. And if the military sees an upside-down flag, they know that someone needs help. Well, we certainly need help, and uh, we're not getting much help, so we're going to have to do a lot of this ourselves. But let me just start with this summary uh, video between Tucker Carlson and Victor Davis Hanson, because I think it'll really set the tone for the show. So this is a three-minute clip. His view of all of this, he joins us tonight. Professor, thanks so much for coming on. You're watching this history Thank you. get written. What's your view of it? Well, it's mythography or psychodrama. Beschloss didn't give any quantification. He says, you know, it's a tragedy. Five people died in a two-hour riot, and that's somehow comparable to 3,000 being incinerated in 20 acres of ash in New York or 100 days of torching a federal courthouse or a police precinct, 700 policemen injured, 40 dead. Four or five billion dollars in damage. So the historian has to quantify things or give evidence. Where is the quotation that Donald Trump uttered that is cause and effect that caused that? And he doesn't do any of that. These are crises that are not supposed to go to waste. And I'm quoting directly now, as you know, from Rahm Emanuel or Gavin Newsom or Hillary Clinton. The left sees a Katrina, for example, a tragedy as an indictment. They use the word systemic or root causes or deep that indicts all of America and proves that George Bush is a racist and has to go. Or they see, they can even make them up, a Jesse Small, a, a Duke, uh, the Duke Lacrosse, the Virginia 
fraternity so-called rape, the Covington kids. These show that there's systemic racism and, and uh, misogyny and homophobia. Sometimes they're real tragedies, Michael Brown or George Floyd or this Capitol riot, but they warp the details and so they turn a tragedy into all policemen are racist and therefore you must do the following, which leads us finally, Tucker, why do they do it? I think one reason is they don't have confidence that the progressive agenda appeals to 50% of the people. But under terms and times and eras of hysteria and fright and terror, it does. So they push through that agenda. We've had all these executive orders. Tucker, we haven't discussed them. We're all talking about the sedition and civil war, why Joe Biden is rewriting uh, the Constitution and the last four years through executive order. The other final thing, Tucker, is they always play offense. It's like a teenage abusive relationship of a teenager with the parent. You did this, and you did this, and you did this. And finally the parent says, okay, what do I have to do? But, and that's when we have to impeach the president. Maybe we should vote for impeachment. Maybe we should buy into the Russian collusion. Will that satisfy you? And of course it won't satisfy you because there's nothing there. It's an abusive, calibrated act. And uh, they interpret, unfortunately, you know, balance and outreach as not as magnanimity to be reciprocated, but as weakness to be exploited. And it doesn't stop until you say, you know what, call me a racist, a homophobe, a protectionist, anything you want, but let's look at the facts and I'm not going to be bullied. And you made a really good point about the past. That's right out of Orwell. The people who uh, control the past can create the future and you control the past in the present. And that's what they're doing. So there you have it. I think that's an excellent summary. That's why I took the time to play it for you. Listen, everything that they're doing is based on lies. They want to bully you into silence. And unfortunately, it works on too many Americans. But you need to understand that that's not going to stop them by giving into them. And so you have to fight. I have the quote that I put out on my emails. You know, that's you know Winston Churchill quote about, you know, if you won't fight when your, your victory is certain, okay, and, and then you won't fight when things are in doubt, you may have to fight even when you have no chance of winning because it's better to die than to live as a slave. Well, you know, we're in a situation where we can't be silent. We, we have to speak up. And we have to go on offense. And that's what, you know, Victor Davis Hanson is talking about. And this is, you know, many of you are in the Tea Party movement who watch this. You've been in the Liberty movement. You've, you've seen this before, right? It's all the bully tactics. That's all the left does. They, they can't defend their position. They, that's why they all depend on emotion, right? We're going to get you all worked up. We're going to, you know, you know, say you're a racist and get people to yell at you. Well, you got to yell back and you got to be willing to stand your ground. And you need to be able to tell people, no, I don't believe boys are girls. I don't believe gender is fluid. I don't believe that you know critical race theory is true. I don't believe the 1619 Project is true. I believe it's racist. And you're going to see a video that's really good about that here. I'm going to play for you in the rest of the show here. So we got to be on offense. We got to fight. And you know, the president impeachment is a joke. And I don't. And, and again, you know, they don't have the votes. They're going to play this game in the Senate. He's got a good defense team. They're going to try to keep him from being able to run again. Okay, that's the game they're playing. They're trying to get you to give up on the president, and that and that's the game they're playing. We can't let them win. We need to stand our ground. It's not about Donald Trump, the man. It's about the policies that Donald Trump enacted, which is what we wanted because they defended what 
our freedom, our liberty, our prosperity. He created jobs. He created opportunities. He got regulations. He got the government out of our lives. That's why Biden is so aggressive and the, and the left is so aggressive here because they know that you know they have to jam this stuff down our throats because as I said to someone today or the other day, the people who voted for Biden, every one of these executive orders that he signed hurts them. They're not helping anybody. And the problem the left is going to have is that when you build your whole, you know, your whole ideology on pitting people against each other, right? You know, the, the, you know, the politics, the group identity politics. Well, what's happening? Well, you know, when they, when they're taking the side of a, a minute number of mentally ill men who want to participate in women's sports or go in your daughter's locker room or your wife's restroom and they take the side of that, well, they're pitting them against women who are a big block of voters for the Democratic Party. That's a problem. When you bow to the environmentalists and you say, we're canceling the, the Keystone Pipeline, even though there's no evidence that that's, matter of fact, it's not evidence that it's, it's a danger. It's actually safer than what they're going to do to transport that oil and gas and oil and coal and stuff by train and truck going forward. When you do something that stupid just to placate a group identity, the environmentalists, who gets mad? The unions who lose their jobs, say. So this is the problem they're going to have. It, it, you know, I don't know if you've noticed, gas prices are up 22% already in, in three weeks. Get ready. It's back to Obama, baby. We're going to be going at $4 a gallon gasoline. And when that happens, yeah, people are going to be angry. But we got to keep fighting the fight. So, you know, as I've defined for you, you know, in previous podcasts since, you know, the inauguration, we, you know, we, we first have to prove the fraud. Why? Because that gives us the ability to delegitimize the Biden administration and to force the country in all the different states to change the election rules so that the absentee ballots, the mailing out stuff, that's ended. The electronic machines are gone. That does what? Gives us the ability to win big in 2022 which gives us what? The ability to reverse a lot of this damage in 2024. So that's the process. Now we got to do more than that. And I'm being convinced and I want to thank all you guys who are sending your ideas in to us. You know, I mean, you're sending me these emails at info at wethepeopleconvention.org and I'm reading them and you've got ideas for what we need to do and how we can fight back to restore, you know, our, our representative form of government and our freedom and liberty. I've been reading that stuff. I'm beginning to become more convinced that the solution we seek is not a political solution. It's a, it's a big money solution. The people we've got to defeat are the oligarchs. And, and I put a, a, an article on the We the People Convention website uh, this week that you should read. It's long. It's by uh, um, Anthony Cordovilla, and it's a very good look at how the oligarchs, the billionaires, the trillionaires, really, and Bezos and those guys, how they buy our government. So fighting the government or electing somebody doesn't really fix that if they have control of the levers, right? So we're going to talk about that in the show as we go along. But let's let's start at the beginning, right? I talked to you. I did a video a few weeks ago, a little short video about Maricopa County, Arizona audit is key to the voter fraud narrative. And it is key because in Arizona, 
The Senate, to their credit, the Republican Senate of Arizona is fighting to get an audit of the machines and all the ballots in Maricopa County. Now, it's gotten so bad that this week, the Senate drafted resolutions threatening the arrest of Maricopa County Board of Supervisors for not handing over the requested election machines and ballots. That must, you know, we must question, why would they do that? If the Maricopa Board of Elections keeps saying it was on the up and up, these people are just sour grapes, you know, they're Trump people, they just don't, you know, they're deniers of the election, everything's great, why would you risk going to jail for not turning over the documents if the ballots and the machines would prove that you're right? Why wouldn't you turn it over? Well, you know, here's a reason, possibly, because if they committed voter fraud, those are felonies, okay? They could go to prison for a long time. Maybe that's why they won't share these documents, right? But here's why we want to see those documents. This is a, sh- uh, a screenshot from uh, Peter Navarro's analysis of the whole uh, you know, election fraud, what happened in each state. And if you look at the Arizona sheet, which I have up on the screen, you'll see that the margin of victory in Arizona was only 10,000 votes. But there were mail-in ballots that had to be manually adjudicated of 296,000. There were illegal alien votes of 36,400. There were completed mail-in ballots that were received before the ballot was mailed, 22,903. Voter registration was done at a vacant lot 2,000 people voter registered in Maricopa County after the registration deadline, 150,000. Maricopa uh, County electronic adjudicated ballots with no Republican observer present, 103,000. Votes loaded before opening of polls, 50,000. Total, 660,000 votes in Arizona are fraudulent. There's only a 10,000 vote difference. That's why we need to get these ballots. That's why we need to see the voting machines. Okay? And if we can prove that Trump won Arizona and that there was voter fraud, how can they then keep us from going into Michigan and Pennsylvania and Georgia, where there's already activity going on? Right? In Pennsylvania, the Senate's acting there. In Georgia, there's court cases still going on. In Michigan, there's court cases going on. This is why it's so important. Keep an eye on Maricopa County. Now, many of you, many of you wrote to me yesterday about this video that Mike Lindell, the MyPillow guy, who's a huge Trump supporter, and he's basically funding almost all the, you know, he's funding Fox News, he's funding ON America News, he's funding Newsmax, he's funding, you know, the right side video that did all the rallies. He put out a two-hour video called Absolute Proof that aired on One America News uh, yesterday. I have put it on the We the People Convention website. So if you go to wethepeopleconvention.org, you'll see the logo for Absolute Proof. There's unbelievable amounts of evidence in there. Unfortunately, and it's depressing to me, it was produced and shown in a way that will just bore you to tears. It's just not done well. And so the problem is, you may watch it, 
because you really care. The people watch this podcast. I may watch it, but it's not going to be seen by the general public because it wasn't produced well. And I really feel bad because Mike Rendell is a true patriot and trying to do the right thing. But it's just a missed opportunity. But the evidence is there. And he's got a lot of people who are, you know, experts talking about, you know, the voting machines being connected to the Internet, going overseas and all that. That should be able to be proved. But nothing that Mike Lindell says in this video is going to help us if we can't overturn votes. And that's why we got to keep fighting in these states to prove the voter fraud. I'm confident we will do that, but we have to keep supporting that work, okay? But I will tell you this, it is important that Mike Lindell produce this video so that history will have that documented. He did a good job of bringing a lot of it together, okay? And that's no small thing. So, you know, watch the video, go to wethepeopleconvention.org, watch the Absolute Proof video, but, you know, and try to share it with others, but get some of the facts from it that you can share with others. Maybe that'll be more important. Now, it's amazing to me that with all that evidence there, that the Dominion software and uh, Smartmatic, which is the underlying software that's in the Dominion and other machines, are now suing all the players that accuse them of basically fixing the election. So voting technology company Smartmatic filed a $2.7 billion lawsuit against Fox News, Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell, and Lou Dobbs, Maria Bartolomo, and Judge Janine. Personally, that has resulted in Lou Dobbs' TV show being canceled. He is now off the air and will not be returning. And we've also, I'm concerned about Maria Bartolomo. Now, don't feel too sorry for her. I was doing some research on her the other day. She's like the fifth highest paid anchor in the country. She makes like $10 million a year, okay? But I don't know what's going to happen with her, and Judge Janine's show is probably going to be gone too. Well, what's left of Fox? How long will Tucker Carlson last? So this is what they're doing. Now, they sued. That doesn't mean they're going to win, but they've obviously intimidated Fox, who's now run by Rupert Murdoch's liberal son, not by Rupert Murdoch. And so I'm just warning you, Fox News is probably going to go bye-bye, and we have to be aware of that, okay? Now, to fight for the truth, I we did our radio commercial last week, and I played it for you on the podcast, and many of you wrote to me and said, oh, I heard it during Hugh Hewitt, or you know, I heard it during Seth Gorka's show or Larry Elder's show. And in our radio commercial, what we wanted to get out was the number that I showed you last week in the chart that the FBI only finds and prosecutes 183 domestic terrorists per year. How does that justify their screaming at the top of their lungs that everyone that voted for Trump is a white supremacist? We need to have 26,000 troops in, you know, in Washington, D.C. to protect Congress from this insurrection. And we have these people, these unbelievable people uh, on TV who should be, literally should be sued for libel, who are basically saying that this is like when when our military was in Afghanistan and Iraq, 
that we, we fought, we found out how to rat out the insurrectionists and go after them. And we need to use our military to do that. How dare they? And how dare all the Republicans, every single Republican, not putting out a press release, damning those people who are saying that. But they're not. They're not damning them. You and I have to speak up and say, that's outrageous. And you want to see how outrageous it is? And I was happy to see that Lou Dobbs did this. He, you know, he did, now get this. They are so hysterical. And we go back to Victor Davis Hansen's you know, opening you know, summary that I played for you. He's talking about how they dramatize everything and they make so much out of nothing, right? And they just expand it to scare the hell out of you. So now our military is going to stand down for 60 days to investigate extremism in the U.S. military. Really? Really? Here's the stats that Lou Dobbs put up following our lead. He said there's 2.3 million active military and reserve members. There's 18 million veterans. So you're talking over 20 million people. The FBI did 143 investigations into troops and vets last year. They found 68 people had an issue with domestic terrorism. We're plotting some sort of a terrorist threat. 68. You're going you're gonna to stand down our U.S. military. You're going to go through all their Facebook stuff. And I'm hearing now that these, these evil people, these communists in our military, are going to put our sons and daughters, our troops, through some sort of like critical race training in order to make sure there's no white supremacists. How dare they? How dare they? For 68 people, you need to share that slide. You need to share this podcast. You need to tell everyone you know that this is a lie. Expose them. It's outrageous and we can't stand for it. So that's why so many of you were so you know, locked in when I sent out the uh, story this week. And again, if you're not getting our emails or our texts, go to wethepeopleconvention.org, right on the front page, put in your email and your text, because I can't, I, I need your text, your phone number, so I can text you the links to the emails, because Google and Yahoo, and those guys block so many of our emails. But I sent out a story that said, Protesters at the Capitol did not kill the police officer or anyone on January 6th. And so on my screen, I've got a picture of the, the mysterious fire extinguisher that was thrown at the police. And CNN was the one who put out the lie that the Cisnik, the officer who died, was hit by that fire extinguisher and died. He was murdered, they said, Right? And, and then you keep hearing on the news that, you know, five people were killed during the riots at the Capitol. Well, I got news for you. Sisnick died of a stroke day after the event. Yeah, he got pepper sprayed, but he went back to his office. He fell ill and he died of natural cause. He wasn't murdered. The three people who were protesters at the rally 
died of natural causes. They died of heart attacks. And I have a personal account of a person who was standing right near one of the people who died because the police threw a concussion grenade out into the crowd. It went off. The person dropped dead right there. Two other police officers committed suicide. The only other person who died was the Air Force veteran who was shot by the security people in the Capitol building. These are all lies. The protesters did not kill anyone, and they didn't kill a police officer. But what did Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer do? Like Victor Davis Hanson said, never let a crisis go to waste. They had this police officer laying in, in the Capitol, under the dome in state, like he was the president or a senator, and they all walked by so pious. These hypocrites, these liars. Now, we feel bad that Officer Sisnick died, but they're using him. They're not honoring him. They're dishonoring him. By the way, he was a Trump supporter. Look at his Facebook and Twitter pages. We didn't kill him. It's a lie. They're all lies. OAC, the big mouth, small-brained lunatic who's in the house, really got caught with her dramatic nonsense and lies about, oh, she feared for her life. Oh, she said Ted Cruz tried to murder her. Except she was totally exposed this week. And it was great to see that. And it was great to see on Twitter that she got blasted because that's where she lives, right? And she said, oh, I was a fearing for my life and people were pounding on the doors and I thought I was going to die. Here's the map of D.C. You can see her building where her office was is nowhere near the Capitol. She's two blocks away. And believe me, folks, if you've been in D.C., you know two blocks is like two miles. Those ain't small blocks. And so she lied, and she got exposed. And that was good, and you need to share that, because she made this dramatic video of how she was hiding in her bathroom, and she heard the doors you know, pounding, and someone's yelling, where is she, where is she? And, and she said, they're coming to get me. And what it was was a Capitol Police officer coming to get the House members out of the way into safety. And another Republican House member was two doors away from OAC and just completely exposed the lie. She was never in any danger. Don't buy the lies and don't let other people believe the lies either. Expose the lies. Because they want to investigate us for domestic terrorism, but a lot of you came to the website to read the article, which got zero play anywhere about Antifa and BLM in Olympia, Washington, took over a hotel for, and locked the staff. The staff was locked in a laundry room for six hours as they stormed the hotel with, with knives, with guns, with, with, they were armed. They wanted to make Olympia, Washington, the capital of Washington State, they wanted to force the hotel to put homeless people in their hotel. Guess what? The homeless shelters in Olympia have room. They have capacity. They're not full. Joe Biden said nothing about them being domestic terrorists. Joe Biden said nothing about sending in the National Guard. Where's the FBI investigating these people? 
Yeah. Where are you, Christopher Ray? You traitor. Yeah, where's the DOJ? Nowhere. Nowhere. That's real. This happened. Olympia, Washington. That's real. All the stuff they're talking about is a lie. It's a lie. Okay, we're going to take a short break and we'll be back in a few minutes. We're talking, you're watching the We the People Convention News and Opinion Podcast. And my name is Tom Zawistowski. The We the People Convention News and Opinion Radio Program is paid for by donors like you. You can donate to the We the People Convention and support our cause by going to wethepeopleconvention.org or by sending your check in any amount to We the People Convention, P.O. Box 6211, Akron, Ohio, 44312. Okay, and we're back, and I appreciate all of you who donate to the We the People Convention. We couldn't do it. Uh, uh, we couldn't do the ad we just did this week without your help uh, and your donations. And we think we reached between half a million and 750,000 Americans with the message that, no, don't believe them when they say, you know, domestic terrorism is the, an existential threat to our republic. Don't buy the lie. We told them the FBI has only found 183 people who were domestic terrorists last year, that's not a threat to our republic. So it was worth it for us to do that. I appreciate your support. I couldn't do it without you, okay? Now, another big thing that happened this week, but I'm going to give you a different spin on it. The House voted to remove Marjorie Taylor Greene from her committee assignments. And this was because she had Twitter posts from before she ran that, you know, supported uh, QAnon that talked about uh, maybe, you know, a plane didn't hit the Pentagon, things like that. It doesn't matter whether that's she's right or wrong. The issue here, ladies and gentlemen, is free speech. So if I was in the House and I was speaking when they were considering that vote, what I would have said is this. Every one of the people in that House just swore on a Bible, an oath, on January 20th or whenever they swore them in, to protect and defend the Constitution. The First Amendment is the most important. It's first for a reason, because it is critical to our Constitution. Whether you agree with what Marjorie Taylor Greene said or not, every one of those people in that House have sworn an oath to defend her right to say it. That's what free speech is. And if you vote to, to take her committee assignments away because of what she said, you are, you are completely disobeying your oath. You're, you're belying your oath of office. You should resign. You should be impeached. You just said you're going to defend the Constitution, and then you didn't. You, you completely gutted the Constitution. That's why this is important. That's why you should be concerned. Because if they can do this to her, what do you think they're going to do to us? When they say we're going to have these committees, you know, that we're going to we're going to have the DOJ and the military and the and CIA and everybody, we're going to be searching for, you know, these insurgents. 
Except they don't decide what, they don't define what insurgents are. Well, what it is to them is people who don't agree with them. It's people who speak the words they don't want spoken. That's why there's such a danger. You need no further proof than what happened this week that they do not believe in the Constitution or the First Amendment and they will violate it at will. And we need to understand that. And by the way, there were 10 Republicans who voted the same way. It's disgusting. But that's where we're at, folks. That's where we're at. So why, why do we need the First Amendment? Why is it important? Well, I put a little video up for you guys, and you loved it. It's a very short 60-second video about critical race theory. Because we need to have the right to do this. And I'm going to play this video. It's really cute. This woman did a really good take on what critical race theory is all about. Here it is. Let's take a look at the nonfiction section in Target. First, we have me and white supremacy. Next up, how to fight racism. Then we have how to be an anti-racist. Following that, we have white fragility. Why it's so hard for white people to talk about race. Then we have, so you want to talk about race? And I could go on, but we'll end with black dignity in a world made for whiteness. And just before we go, let's take a look at the children's section with hits like All Because You Matter and Anti-Racist Baby. So let me make this clear. You are being brainwashed and manipulated. I don't care who you are. People of color, you are being brainwashed into thinking that you are a victim and that you are hated and then manipulated into using your voice, your vote, and your time to support people who do not share your interests and frankly do not care about you. And white people, you are being brainwashed into feeling guilt that you should not feel, manipulated into closing your mouths and blamed for an issue that has been exaggerated beyond belief. It is due time that we all wake up. It is due time or past time that we all wake up and understand that critical race theory is racism. That's what it is. And, and you just saw her showing the books in Target, your local Target store. So if you go to WeThePeopleConvention.org, you'll see her video. And in that video, when you click on it, below it, we suggest that you call your Target store and say, get this filth out of our community. Okay? That's our problem. And, and, and how about this? Have you called your school district to find out if any of the faculty have read white fragility? If they have, that's a red flag. You have to call your school district and ask them if they are having critical race theory or the 1619 project taught in your school system. I don't care if you have kids or not. This is about our country, our future. So all of you, call your school district this week and ask them if they've done that. If they're going to teach critical race theory or the 1619 project and try to get the superintendent's answer in writing, okay? But if they're going to do this, I think it's time that we start to vote against and turn down renewal levies. See, there's, there's three kinds of levies, okay? A renewal levy is the same tax you've always been paying. We're just going to keep paying it for another four years or five years or whatever it is. Okay. Then there's a replacement levy, which is a renewal that got changed and it's actually a bigger tax. Okay. And a lot of people don't know that. And then there's a new tax. There's a, a new levy, which is just completely a new tax. In the Tea Party movement, because we've tried to be reasonable and protect our communities, we have defeated most new school taxes. 
But we have never, that I know of, gone and, and voted down a renewal levy. If your school is going to teach critical race theory or the 1619 Project, you need to tell them that you're going to work to vote down the next renewal levy because they're destroying your children. They're not teaching them. These are the kind of actions we need to take and fight back. Matter of fact, I'm actually working on something because in a, in a second you're going to see a, a story that talks about how the unions are, are just destroying you know, our, our country because they're the ones behind you know, all the voter fraud and stuff like that. We need to get the unions out of our schools. I, it is not a, there is no law that says a school district has to hire union employees. Perhaps we need to look at canceling our levies if they sign a union contract. We want all our teachers hired as, a, as an individual and negotiating their own salaries one-on-one, -on -one, not in a union. Now, again, collective bargaining has its rights, has, has its value. And I think we, we, if we had unions that were actually acting for the benefit of the workers, I'd be more pro-union. But when you just saw what just happened with the XM pipe, XL pipeline, where these unions funded Joe Biden to do what? To kill 11,000 high-paying union jobs. How's that union helping us? How's it helping the workers? It's not helping anybody. We need to take action. I'd love your comments about that. Should we, should we force school districts to, to not sign union contracts? Can we do that? Is that possible in your state? I'm going to be looking at it here in Ohio. I'd like to hear from you. Okay? All right. Some unfinished business. I had put up an important story last week called When and How Trump Actually Lost the Election Fight. And that story was this guy named Patrick Burns' firsthand account of the whole process before the election, the days after the election, till the, the big meeting on the 23rd of December with Trump, and then after that and, and, and what Trump could have done after you know the uh, inauguration or the, the uh, electors were certified. That article was very disturbing. There's three parts to it. If you haven't read it, go to wethepeopleconvention.org and take the time to read it. When and how Trump actually lost the election fight. It's very disturbing because it's so dysfunctional. However, I want you to know that there was an account that came out in Axios. Now, Axios is the biggest rag website there is. And if you want to read this article, it's, you can search on this. Inside the craziest meeting of the Trump presidency. Inside the craziest meeting of the Trump presidency is the name of this Axios article. Now, in Burns' article... He paints the White House chief counsel and the lawyers as the bad guys, as the people who would not defend Trump and who blew up all their attempts to save Trump. In this Axios article, which I'm sure was leaked by the, the Trump lawyers, the White House counsel, they're the heroes. Sidney Powell and General Flynn and this Byrne guy are nut jobs, totally make them look like absolute lunatics. You got to read that. But but again, I know who Axios is, and I don't believe what's in there, though it does give me a different look at what happened, like by triangulation, 
because we need to know the truth. You and I need to know the truth about what's going on in our world because you can't make real change if you believe the lies. That's why the left tells so many lies. You can't see what they're doing if you don't know the truth. So that's why I'm spending time talking to you about what actually happened. How did this happen? When Mike Lindell documents all this fraud and, and this burn guy who's a tech guy documents all this fraud, why isn't Donald Trump president? Well, there's a reason. And we got to know what it is because we got to not make these mistakes in the future. So you might want to look up those articles. Another article that came out that you may be interested in, and I did not post it because, again, the source to me is dubious. Time magazine came out with an article on Friday, the 5th of January. We're recording this show on January 6th. It says, the, t the title is, The Secret History of the Shadow Campaign That Saved the 2020 Election. Now, again, these are total lefty nutjobs. The woman who wrote this is delusional, okay? And so their whole take on this was that Donald Trump, now get this, was committing a coup by trying to make sure the election was fair. And they, the left, were the heroes who defended democracy by rigging the election. Okay, now that's not the way they put it. And when you read it, oh, they're so lauding themselves. But what it does for you and what you need to do to go look at this article, right? Go just search on your web browser through Brave or DuckDuckGo, the secret history of the shadow campaign that saved the 2020 election. Well, they didn't save the 2020 election. And in the article, they say democracy won. Democracy didn't win anything. What you'll find in this article is all the different unions and, and, and uh, you know, organizations that were part of this intimidation, fraud, and rigging of this election. They're proud of it. You need to understand it. You need to understand how broad and deep it is, how many resources they brought to bear. And they still barely won, and they didn't win. If we can only, if we could get past the barricade of, you know, there's no evidence and actually get the evidence out there, like in Maricopa County, we're going to show that they lost. But you need to understand how vast the forces are we're fighting against. I know those forces. I've been fighting for 13 years. But it may help you to hold your nose and read this stupid article so you understand the depth and the breadth of this. Because this is the fight we're in. So now, let's stop you know, lauding them and stop you know, saying, woe is me, and let's go back to the fight. So last week, I talked to you about we're going to have to fight this in federal courts. We're going to have to fight in state courts, and, and, and we can win. And I talked about the fact that the federal court blocked the Biden executive order on deportations under the same law that Trump used, that they, that they used against Trump, okay? And I said, this is an important thing for you to understand. Well, what does that mean? It means that in, in Texas, they sued as soon as Biden said, we're not going to deport these people who are criminal aliens, okay, that ICE has already captured, who are, are criminals, we're not going to deport them. And Texas sued and said, no, 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 you, you know, the executive order under Trump, there was a consent decree that you can't change this for 100 days. And the court is upholding that, and it's going to stop Biden from 
do doing this at least for a while. I want to share something with you, though, that I think is important. And, it's, and, and again, you're not hearing this anywhere else, and we've got to make it happen elsewhere. So I'm listening to my friend Chris Long for the Ohio Christian Alliance's radio show, and he has Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost on. Now, Dave Yost has done nothing, okay? And I'm, I'm really unhappy with Dave Yost. Dave Yost has personally attacked me. I've personally attacked him. Fair enough, okay? But he's done nothing. But he's not incompetent. He knows the law, but he's not doing anything. So he's on this radio show talking to Chris Long, and Chris Long is talking about all these executive orders. And Dave Yost says something that really struck me. He said, the problem is with the Democrats is they so crave power and they so much want to act out on their emotions that they do things that hurt them more than help them in the long run. And he uses an example, which you'll all know, when Harry Reid changed the rule in the Senate for confirming judges because they wanted to pack the D.C. court with liberal leftists, not judges, just activists, like this Sullivan clown who, you know, who is just going to retire, the guy that was giving Flynn all the trouble. That's who they packed the courts with. But that came back to hurt them because that same rule allowed Donald Trump to appoint 300 federal judges and three support Supreme Court judges. Okay? So that's a bad move. Now, why am I telling you this? Well, Dave Yost said the Democrats, when Donald Trump issued an executive order to reverse the Obama executive order for DACA, they went to court and sued. That suit went all the way to the Supreme Court. Now, before this, it was common practice. You're the president. You get an executive order. It's only as good as your president. The other guy can reverse it, okay? Always been accepted. Oh, no, no, no. The resist, the Dems, got to make sure, right, that, that, that we fight Donald Trump all the way. So it goes to the Supreme Court. Well, here's what happened. The Supreme Court ruled, yes, a president can issue an executive order canceling the previous president's or another president's executive order, but you have to go through this whole process, this whole administrative process, including things like cost-benefit analysis and other reports and things, which will grossly, greatly slow down the implementation of these executive orders. So guess what? Attorney generals from Republican states need to file suit against every executive order. It'll take them years to implement those orders. Why aren't we hearing that? The Ohio Attorney General just said that what's happened now is because the Supreme Court ruled on it, it's the law of the land. And so if the Biden administration tries to implement any of the executive orders that he's written and hasn't gone through that process, we can sue and make him go through that process. Where are the attorney generals? Who's doing that? Why aren't we organized like the left was to attack Donald Trump to fight back against the evil, the totally egregious orders that Joe Biden is putting through? So we're going to be trying to talk to Dave Yost. I'm asking you to talk to your legislature to see if they can talk to their attorney general to see if we can start to challenge these executive orders and say it publicly so that 
All of you are so depressed because every day all you're hearing is another executive order that takes this away from you, takes that away from you, hurts you. I mean, every executive order that Joe Biden has signed has hurt the people who supposedly voted for him. There's nothing there that's helping America. Gas prices are already up 22%. Go look at the pump. We're going to be looking at $4 gasoline by summer. But where are the people fighting back? Well, they can fight back at the federal level. We can be smart. How come when we, when Trump was elected, remember in 16, we had the House, the Senate, and the presidency. And because of the rhino Paul Ryan and the Chamber of Commerce who hated Trump, we didn't get anything done but the tax cut put in the law. But you know what? The Democrats, who were the minority, always seemed to be able to stop us from doing things. Amazing. How could they do that? They're in the minority. Now we're in a 50-50 Senate, and, and the, the New York House seat finally got called after 90 days. What a joke that was. The Republican woman in New York State finally was named the winner this morning, I think. There's like a seven-seat difference in the U.S. House. Seven seats. you telling me the Republicans couldn't have filibustered? The Republicans couldn't use some tactic, some administrative tactic to project, to protect uh, the green lady who they took their committee seats away from her? How come they didn't do it? Yeah, how come they didn't do it? But we can fight back, and we are fighting back. A big example of this was uh, DeSantis, the governor of Florida. Ron DeSantis just announced a whole slate of legislation in Florida to stop big tech censorship. Now, I have linked the whole video. It's about a 40-minute video of DeSantis making the announcement. It's on WeThePeopleConvention.org. You haven't seen this. Nobody's seen this. They haven't put it out there. But you need to listen because he makes such a coherent case against big tech. It's really good. So I'm going to play for you just a short interview with uh, Tucker Carlson and Ron DeSantis so you can get a feel for what you know he's doing because this is how you fight back and we got to do this in our own states. Listen to this. Governor Ron DeSantis joins us tonight to explain this. Governor, thanks so much for coming on. Did, did we characterize that correctly, what this law would do? Yeah, and it's more than that. I mean, I think we're going to do three different uh, things. One is protect Floridians' data privacy from big tech, which oh. is a huge issue. As you said, protect big tech from interfering in an election. And that may mean you, you deplatform a candidate you don't like. Uh, two guesses as to which type of candidate big tech wouldn't like. Uh, but it also means uh, uh, doing the algorithms in a way that will suppress stories or accelerate them to benefit a candidate. That's effectively an in-kind contribution. And then the general protections for deplatforming uh, users. And what we're allowing people to do is bring civil suits under the Florida Deceptive and Unfair Trade Practices Statute and Anti-Fraud Statute, and also allowing the state attorney general to do that as well if big tech is not applying their terms of service in a, in a coherent and principled way, which they almost never do. So we think that this is something that Floridians want protection from. And I think it'll end up being a really good first step. I mean, there's always been the question, what do you do about this? I think a lot of us have thought there was something wrong yes. for a long time, uh, but to just sit back and hope it gets better, that clearly wasn't going to work. So we're leading, and I think it'll be good. Well, no one has done anything. This is the first example of this that we have seen in this country. I know in Eastern Europe it's been tried. Who is opposed to this? We would love to know their names. 
<laughs> well, stay tuned, Tucker. Is this going to be a big fight in the legislative session? Hopefully, we'll be able to get a lot of support. I think most folks do want protections for their privacy and their yes. data. I think most folks want protections from being deplatformed. And it's not just being banned from Twitter or something. As we've seen, these, these companies can act, they can collude. They can deny you, if you're a small business, of payment processing, uh, right. the ability to use email and text. So what, you go to a rally that they don't like or you engage in wrong think, and all of a sudden your flower business is decapitated for, for a month because they take action. So I think we're go we've gone down a dangerous path on this. This provides protections for individual Floridians, and I think it'll be very positively received, but we're, buckle we're buckled up, Tucker. We know that there's always fights over these things, uh, so stay tuned. Yeah. All right, so there's Ron DeSantis taking action that we think needs to be taken. And I've tried to get the actual legislation that they're putting forward in Florida to put on our website so you can share it with your legislators in your state. We all need, every one of you watching this, needs to make an effort to now start talking to legislators, your House and Senate members in your state, about passing similar legislation. This is how we can fight back. And I talked to you earlier about the story I put up about oligarchy. We're no longer a republic. We're an oligarchy, okay? And again, you should go read that at WeThePeopleConvention.org. But what it's talking about is that our problem isn't really political. It's big business. And what, what Ron DeSantis is doing is he's talking about protecting the citizens of Florida from the tools that big business uses to control us, okay? That's, that's what's going on here. And so we need to learn how to fight like that and, and go after our real enemies, which are the people who've bribed our government, bought our government to give them unfair advantages, okay? And to do what? Use COVID to wipe out their competition. You think if you're McDonald's or Applebee's or any big chain that you aren't going to benefit because all the mom and pop's restaurants are wiped out in your community? You think? Okay. And they did that how? By censoring any counter narrative on, on social media about the vaccines, about COVID, about masks, right? So I want some more help from you guys. I, most municipalities, most communities have a cable commission. Because the cable TV, which brings you not only your TV, but your internet in most cases, okay, they have to go over phone poles and lines that they need a license from the community to get the right of way to do that. I want to have an initiative where we go to those cable committees and we have the, the rules for you being able to transmit in our community internet or TV that you can, if you are if you are carrying anyone who censors people in our community, who de, who uh, deplatforms them, that you will lose your cable license. You will lose your license to transport that programming into our community. If you are an expert in this, or you know someone who is, if you've been on one of these committees, I need you to write to me at info at wethepeopleconvention.org. Because I would like to put together a packet that we send out to all of you that would be, here's the language we want to insert in our, you know, in our uh, regulations for anybody bringing cable TV you know, and using our telephone poles and our right, public right away to, to bring you, you know, Facebook, to bring you Google, to bring you uh, Twitter. If they're deplatforming people, they have to cut them off. 
That'll get their attention. Can we do this? I need some help. We need to investigate it. Write to me at info at wethepeopleconvention.org. But this is how we've got to fight back. And this is how we win. Okay? And I need you to be thinking about those type of things. About the school board. About canceling renewal levies. If they don't do what we say. We got to quit playing games. We got to go, as Victor Davis Hansen said, we got to go on offense. Okay? So we don't wait for them to take Fox News off. We go and put in the cable uh, legislation or rules for our community, and we say, if you do, you're gone. That's how you fight back. Now, obviously, cancel your account today. You know, get off of Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of that. We need to make these a public utility. And I'm working on an idea to help push that forward as well. I will tell you, I saw a scroll last night that some Democrats have actually proposed some legislation in the House to, to limit Section 230. And now we'll see if the Chamber of Commerce-controlled Republicans will be shown to be the liars and frauds that they are, okay? And, and the phony conservative groups like AFP and Freedom Works, who are now owned by the Koch brothers, who are liberals, not conservatives, who are helping big tech censor us. AFP and Freedom Works, don't ever work with them. Don't give them the time of day. They have turned on us completely. They are the problem, not the solution. Okay? But it'll be interesting to see if the Republicans who didn't put through any legislation when they had the chance to protect your and my privacy and our free speech, will the Democrats put something through because they don't like some of the things that's going on either. Let's see what happens there. Okay? So the last story I'll leave you with was there was a, 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 a you know, cry your eyes out story. Never Trumpers are leaving the Republican Party. And it's all a bunch of bushies, okay, talking about how if this party is Donald Trump's party, I don't want anything to do with it. And I'm leaving. Well, get the hell out. You're not Republicans anyway. That's the problem. But the question is, what are we going to do? Because... We aren't getting any representation from the Republican Party. And, and quite frankly, the Democrats aren't getting any representation from the Democratic Party. I just told you, everything that Joe Biden's administration is doing hurts the people who supposedly voted for him. So the people who voted for them are just as disenfranchised as we are. The problem is we have a corrupt system of political parties. And so do we, do we start a third party? Do we run people as independents? But the bottom line is these people are crying about, oh, if, if, if it's the party of Trump, right? You don't want 74 million votes, right? Yeah, you want, you want what? You want to be in the minority. You want to be in the deep state. You want to be in the ruling class. You don't give a damn about we the people. That's who these people are. Good riddance to you. And so we've got, you know, we've got to understand that it's not necessarily political. The answer isn't necessarily political because the big money buys all the political people. So the problem is the big money people. And we are not doing anything right now or anywhere near enough to bring them in and get rid of all the laws. See, we believe in capitalism. We don't have capitalism. We have crony capitalism. 
The laws are all rigged by the lobbyists who bribed the congressmen to pass laws that help Jeff Bezos, that helps Google and Facebook, that gives them an unfair advantage over your real business that believes in capitalism. So they give capitalism a bad name. We got to fix that. And I wish the unions were part of the answer to that. I wish. That would be huge. But they're not. They're corrupt. And you, if you read that article that was in Time Magazine, you'll see where the Chamber of Commerce, at the last minute, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce joined with the unions to steal this election. That's who we're fighting. That's who we're going to beat. We're just getting to it, kids. You've heard ideas here today that you haven't heard before. I need more ideas. What power do we have? We have unbelievable economic power. How do we use it to force our will upon these evil people who are destroying our country? How do we use that economic power to defend our freedom and our liberty and our individual rights and our prosperity? That's what you need to be thinking about. And most of all, you need to be thinking about how we're never... It's not over until we say it's over. We never give up because you can't give up on your freedom, right? You got to defend your freedom. So turn off the news once in a while. Don't listen to the propaganda. Give yourself a break. Keep yourself mentally healthy. Talk to people who believe like you. Reinforce your values, right? Go to church and talk to people about how you have to live your faith. And fight this evil. Keep mentally healthy. Keep strong. So we can fight the fight and win it. It's up to you. It's your responsibility. We don't have martyrs. We're not into martyrs. We're not victims. Americans aren't victims. We're heroes. We solve problems. Keep thinking. Keep working. Keep doing. Keep working in your state to get the election rules changed. I'm going to have news on that coming up. Keep fighting the fight. And we'll win in the end. Just know that. Believe that. And live that. Okay? All right. We'll be back again next week at the latest. Maybe before then, if something comes up that's worth sharing. You're listening to the We the People Convention News and Opinion Podcast. And my name's Tom Zawistowski. And I'm sure glad you joined us. I'm sure glad that you send me all the information you send me each week. To, and I'm sure glad you tell other people about the show. You can go to wethepeopleconvention.org and find out how to watch it on TV, on Roku and Amazon Fire TV. You can see it on YouTube. We'll be going to Roku soon. It's not Roku, to a Rumble to start loading our videos on Rumble. Okay? It's on Apple iTunes, the audio. And it's on our website at wethepeopleconvention.org. Tell people about it. Bring them here. Let them learn what you know and let them see what we can do to fight this fight and win. All right? Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you soon.